join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in an in a atmosphere of freedom. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast. I am, as I've always been, Albert Shivers. On this episode, I am excited, as usual, to be joined by Christy Dennis, who is a photographer and musician. Uh, I've admired her work for a long time now, and her and I run in a lot of similar circles, but never really got the chance to have a, a decent conversation. I'm sure you guys know what I mean. You, you run across people, you, 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 you bump shoulders on occasion, but you never really have the chance to have a conversation. And I was really looking forward to sitting down with Christy and having a conversation, learning about her photography, learning about her interest in music. And uh, it was great. And I hope you enjoy getting to know her as I did during this conversation. Other than that, I don't want to keep you guys too long on this intro. Uh, a little bit of what I got going on currently. I'm working on my own version of the Mona Lisa. I just thought it would be a fun project to do. And uh, over the past year and a half or so, I got very interested in famous artists' B-sides, so to speak. We all know Mona Lisa. We all know the big Picassos, we all know the big Dollies, we know the big Fridas, we know all the big paintings by all the big artists. Uh, Goya, I'm leaving a bunch of them out. I even found some new ones. But I got very interested to know what paintings of theirs weren't famous. What, what may have led them to the famous painting. I got really wrapped up and interested in that and learned a hell of a lot since I started diving down those rabbit holes. And the thing with Mona Lisa, and I don't know, maybe I'm a Philistine here, but we always focus on Lisa. You know, there she is. Her eyes follow you, and there you go. But when you, like, sink your teeth into the background of that painting, there's a lot of fun to be had back there. And that's what got me interested in being able to do my own version, a little nod to my Italian brother, and uh, at the same time, challenge myself, too. So that's been a lot of fun. The thing about it, different than other paintings I've worked on, is that I'm not posting any progress shots. If anything, I'm putting little slivers on social media, but I'm not going to post anything until it's done. Or if it ends up, being close to done or done and there's a, I have a show coming up where it'll be seen, then I'm not going to post anything maybe but a few snippets and then you'll have to come see it in person, which would be really cool to be able to do that with a piece of art, to just kind of tease everybody in a way, just build up a little hype. You got to sometimes, you, you got to have a shtick. 
Um, other than that, uh, you can find out more of what I'm up to on Instagram at Albert Shivers, or you can go on my website, www.albertshivers.com. And if you really feel like it, you can check out my new Etsy store. There's prints on there for sale. I'll be posting more prints, but I'm not telling you to buy nothing. You turn everything you turn on. Somebody's telling you to buy something for Christmas, and all I'm not asking you to buy nothing. But now that I think about it here, I could be asking you for something even more valuable than buying something with this podcast, with anything, which is your time. Because money, look. Money is going to come and it's going to go and you could kind of manage it. Most people anyway can manage it. But time is a whole different thing. And unlike money, I feel like you hardly ever know ultimately what time's going to do and when it might run out. So that's, let's just get to Christy. I again I really enjoyed this conversation with her and I hope you do too and please go out and check her Instagram pages the first one that I'm going to tell you is mainly her photography account which is christy.217 so that's Instagram at christy k r i s t i dot 217 and the other one which is Instagram at Christy underscore take two at Christy which again is K-R-I-S-T-I underscore take two that's the number two not spelled out two number two and on the first one it numbers two none of the numbers are spelled out they're just the numerals. So go check out her work. She sells prints. Um, I hope that if you find a print that is exciting to you, that you um, hook her up with a sale. Why not? Support the artists. That's, that's what I'm here to tell you this Christmas. Enjoy this conversation with Christy Dennis, and it will be coming right to you after this very brief message it's new york lotteries numbers and win four drawings observed by an auditor from coopers and library good evening it's friday may 21st 1993 i'm yolanda vega now here's tonight's number the first ball up is zero the next is five and the last is three making tonight's number zero five three this is wevd in new york We have also met on the AM radio dial. Well, let's take a call. I am excited to be joined by a photographer and multi-instrumentalist musician. Christy, thank you so much for doing the show. Of course, thanks for having me. So I've been, since I've gotten more and more ensconced with the music scene around here and down the Lehigh Valley, um, I've seen you at so many different shows and then ended up seeing so much of your photography. And um, 
first of all, I really like it. Thank you. Um, I think that specifically with the music stuff, you have a way of capturing all the good moments from, from the perspective of the audience on stage. Like, you definitely capture high emotion moments on stage. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that, you know. Um, so how long have you been doing photography or even been interested in it? I started doing photography about 10 years ago. I just, it was something I was always um, interested in. And, um, you know, I went to the store and I bought a camera with, like, the kit lens. And I kind of dropped everything. And I drove cross country um, taking photos all across the way and um, I've just been into it ever since then um, so I started off in nature photography okay. and like that was kind of like my passion and thing that I did the most and um, I got into um, photographing bands because a good friend of mine Rob was in the mm -hmm. band Rubik's Pube right. and um, he asked me to take nice looking pictures of them when they're just starting out to put out there um, so that's kind of how I got thrown into like the open mic night circuit and different shows and stuff. So that's mm -hmm. kind of like a happy accident that I kind of got thrown into it. Um, but now it's just like a thing that I do. So on the cross country trip, what were some like photographical highlights of that? Um, so I didn't have much of a plan when I left. I just, I literally just dropped everything and was like, I'm just going. Mm -hmm. um, I knew I wanted to go to Yellowstone National Park. Um, so that's like a big highlight, but like on the way to there, I would just stop at different places along the way. Um, but I think the highlight definitely was Yellowstone. It's gorgeous. And I'm like dreaming of getting back there one day now that, okay. you know, that was like my first um, experience with like taking photography. So now I'm like with all the different lenses and equipment, what I know now, like it would be great to go back. Um, right. But there's a lot of really interesting sites. Yellowstone is always somewhere I wanted to try to get it's, to. It's gorgeous. It's definitely, definitely worth it to go. Yeah, I passed through Wyoming um, on a trip from Denver to San Francisco, but we were, we had like, we had to get to Frisco by a certain <laughs> time and didn't have yeah. much opportunity to go off the path. But that's always been a spot that I'd be interested to see. <laughs> and so how long were you were you out that way? It was um, about three weeks. I wasn't there at Yellowstone for three weeks, but the whole trip from okay. start to finish was about three weeks. Cool. Now, do you shoot with um, film or you shoot digitally? D digital. Okay. Have you ever done any film stuff? Or I would you like to if I, not? I haven't, but it is an outlet I'd love to explore. Um, you know, it's just a matter of like, it's like for me, like I want to like be in control of like developing the film and everything, yeah. you know what I mean? So I would need like a dark room and all of this and that. But it is something that, that interests me that I'd like to pursue at some point. Yeah, that's like the good the good and the bad of the digital world. It does make things a lot easier yeah. and accessible for folks without having to have a bunch of extras that you need to do. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it does those little things you don't... Like from the outside, you don't think about yeah. the dark room and the da-da-da-da-da-da. So I can understand yeah. that. So when you're shooting bands, um, is, is there anything that you look for? Do you go most, mostly off instinct? I think, um, you know, I'm entirely self-taught. You know, I just kind of picked it up because I was like, it interests me and I want to do it. Well, that's the best um, way to do yeah, it. Yeah, so 
Um, I have no formal education, so I think a lot of it is just instinct. It's just, you know, like I, I see a moment and that's what I want to capture. I think some of it might be stature. I'm kind of at a lower stature. I think okay. I get a, an interesting perspective in some pictures, you know, this other people might not get. Okay. Um, that probably has a lot to do with it, too. <laughs> Because, you know, the slightest change of it, an angle. It makes a huge difference, you know. Yeah. It really does. Although, on the other end, I have to, like, climb up on chairs and tables and stuff okay. to get a higher perspective. But, you know, I like I love doing that kind of stuff. So, you yeah. know, I'm sure you've seen me around standing on, like, a table like or something like Probably, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Were there any um, bands or groups that stand out to you? Um, in terms of like photographs that you're very happy with, or um, well, I lo I love photographing Rubik's Cube. Um, Vanessa, a good band to um, she's probably one of the most photogenic people I've ever met. Um, I did like a photo shoot with her. Like I don't normally do like um, stage photos, like photo shoots, because I don't okay. really have a lot of the necessary equipment. But we went out um, maybe like last, a year ago or so, and we did some pictures, and uh, I think they came out really nice. But you know she's like really into um like the theatrics so you know mm -hmm. like she's always going to be doing something in interesting to like catch like an interesting shot and obviously rob <coughs> excuse me rob and like dan are also great and mm -hmm. they have like all those special things so i think always like rubik's view will probably be my favorite but i you know i like to branch out and like do photos for like other bands um like power powwow the band i did yeah. photos for them i think you use and mm -hmm. they're great um, I love photographing them. It was a lot of fun, and you know, just really anybody I see. Um. I gotcha. <laughs> so was the the shoot with Vanessa? I'm, I think I know which. I think I've seen those pictures. Yeah. Is she in the water? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those, yeah, those, those ones. Were great. Yeah. She and she's so creative. So it's fun to, um, you know, I had some ideas of my own, and then she had ideas. So it was like just kind of fun to collaborate with another creative person, artistic person, mm -hmm. and you know. And you talk about equipment, and so I did film for a while um, before I really got heavy duty with the visual art, and obviously it's important, but some it's a lot of times I find people, especially with film, they were letting the equipment get in the way mm -hmm. of the art of it. Yep, yeah, absolutely. You know where you could make with enough artistic in inspiration and ideas. You could make the worst camcorder or still camera do a great picture. Mm. Um, um, yeah, I, I agree with you full-heartedly. I mean, all my equipment's used off-brand, you know. Right. I never buy, like, the high-end, you know, because it'd be very expensive. But, yeah, I like to, like, if I have an idea in my head of what kind of effect that I want in a picture, like, mm. I try and see, like, what do I have? just laying around the house that I can use right. to get that effect. And I kind of like that about photography, you know. Like, I don't want to just be like, I'm going to buy this from the store and then I'm going to instantly have that effect, you know. Like, I want to I want to create it, you know what I mean. That makes sense. It makes total sense. <laughs> have, you, um, have you ever found yourself in a moment of, like, improv, like you're saying, picking something up and just using it, where you're discovering something new? Um, or like a new effect that, oh, or even the, a happy accident, yeah, so to all, speak. All the time, and that's what I love. And I, I'm really um, 
glad that I kind of got sucked into photographing like bands and shows and stuff because okay. it happens all the time you know you get like you know different kinds of lights going this way and that way and, mm-hmm. like you can like time where the lights are going to be like when you take a picture and get like a real cool effect so um I like that and I like um having just like a mix of different kinds of results you know based on just what the setting is at that time you know I mean they don't always turn out good but sometimes you get a good one yeah well excuse me (coughs) you have to um like the experimentation and the risk is part of it yeah because the artistic reward can be so great yeah absolutely like put yourself out there without a net Mm -hmm. so to speak but you know sometimes you get that one shot and everybody's like oh my god that's incredible it's like let me show you the hundred other pictures I got <laughs> before oh, yeah. that, you know what I mean? Right, and that, yeah. that exists in, yeah. in all different kinds of arts. You know, it's what you present and then the behind the scenes mm-hmm. can be a little bit different, yeah. I guess. But, you know, I, I love the whole the whole process from, like, start to finish, you know. Cool. So you, you also do some music, too. Yeah, so I just, I do the music just, like, kind of as a hobby. Um, you know, I've... I, never also never had any formal education on like playing instruments um except the clarinet i started on the clarinet like in grade school that's one of my favorite instruments um so that's always going to be my favorite instrument the one i'm most comfortable with um but from that i picked up trumpet just because i was just confused because like the clarinet has like 27 keys and the trumpet's Uh, just like three months i was like i need to know how how this works and um i ended up picking the saxophone which is very similar to a clarinet with a lot of the fingering so like mm-hmm. if you can play a clarinet you can by default like play an alto sax okay do they have the same amount of keys i don't know okay. but it's it's very similar okay gotcha you ever listen to any sydney bechet i have not okay that would be i'll have to send you some yes some please, links. please do i love he's that. probably um he was one of the first to get popular with the clarinet and alto saxophone in jazz during the 20s and 30s. I would love to hear that. I love yeah. um, jazz, like older music. Um, I don't know if it was you. Do you do you collect 78 to listen to 78? I Are, do. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I also, for a while, was collecting them and listening to them. So um, that old-timey kind of music, I love mm-hmm. it. And any song that has a clarinet in it, I'm always all about it. Because you don't, you don't hear the clarinet in music that often you know unless it's like big band or something like that you know so um i love hearing clarinet and saxophone and music yeah i'll hook you up with some tunes okay because yeah like sydney bechet was was the biggie and before he had moved to france with all like the racial problems here back then there were a lot of jazz artists who had the money and the means to move to Europe mm-hmm. and just get the hell out of here. Yeah. But at the time, he was neck and neck in popularity in those days with Armstrong. And all the band leaders wanted to get their hands on Sidney Bechet and have him in the band. But then he moved to Europe and just kind of fell off the map for a while. And then blew back up in the late 30s. And came out with a bunch of different singles and 78s and stuff. And jumped around from band to band. But he was like the big clarinet alto force in those days. Where, because a lot of times, not to go off on this tangent, <laughs> but 
a lot of times those instruments were meant to be laced within the band and very seldom featured. Yeah. Mm. But with Bechet and a few others, they were such strong players that if you didn't feature them, they would just play over you yeah. and make themselves featured. But that's cool. Yeah, that sounds truly fascinating, and I'd love to hear the music. And I also I love the history behind things, so like that's interesting just to know, like you know, because everybody heard of Louis Armstrong, obviously, right. you know. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely like to listen to that. Okay, now I'll hook you up. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so. One thing I also have, um, as I did my little bit of research, is um, you're into old photography, and sometimes you can even colorize it. Yes, I do that as well. So do you look around? Do you collect old photos? I I do collect old photos. I started collecting them because I thought I could sell them. And then the more I looked at them, I was like, oh, no, I'm just collecting these now because I just love them. So now I have a collection of old photos, mostly like cabinet cards and stuff. Um, but you know, art is something I love. I'm like, in terms of like drawing and stuff like that, I'm not so good at it. So I like to think of like technical things, like digitally colorizing an old picture. Like Mm -hmm. in my heart, the original black and white version is always the best, you know, (laughs) but I like to think like how, like if I can't physically take a paintbrush and paint a painting Mm -hmm. because I'm just, my skills at that aren't that good. How can I make something with something I can do that's almost like a painting. And then, like, mm-hmm. the digital colorizations was, like, the answer to that. So I just kind of picked that up as, like, a hobby. I gotcha. Yeah, and sometimes they... Like, yours look good. Sometimes the colorization doesn't look so swift when they do it. I don't know yeah. what the what the process is. Like, I, how do you do that? There's a few different ways that people go about it, um, you know... I like to, I like to literally, like I said, like a painting, I think of it like a painting, okay. you know, like I'm painting it. So like, I'll, I'll like use like applications that mimic like things like paint brushes and like blending in okay. paints together on like the same layer. I think like a lot of times everything's just like stacked up and okay. I'm really like maybe blended as well. I'm not really sure what's the correct way of doing it. You know, I don't know how it, the correct way of doing anything, but. Um, but I feel like I, I do it, like, I, I really do think of it more like I'm, I'm making a painting. Okay. So you're doing, like, you're digitally going over the picture? Yes. Okay. I gotcha. That's cool, though. Is there anything, um, like, when you're out there and you find an old picture or you're on the hunt for some old photography... Are there things that you gravitate to more so than others? Um, well, there are a lot of things that I would uh, gravitate towards, but they can they can be very expensive. Yeah. Like you know, like Civil War. Like I would love to um, or get like pictures of those pictures, uh, but those I mean those sell for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Like yeah, or like anything that is like a unique situation. You know what I mean? I gravitate towards that. Um, you know, most of what I have is just like you know portraits of people which is also really cool but yeah. you know like anything that like is from like you know a hundred plus years ago and it has this history behind it like I'm always I'm interested in looking at you know so gotcha cool do you ever notice speaking of like photo- uh, photos that are portraits of people in the old days you ever notice that people don't look the same as they did back then yes compared to now that's something I notice 
even animals. Yeah, no, everything. Don't look think, yeah. Like I, you ever watch the old Little Rascals mm-hmm. shorts? So yeah. you have Petey was their dog. So Petey was a pit bull. Full oh, red. Yeah, the breeds pup. of dogs have changed so drastically. And you look at them now. Yeah. And even old films, like I, there's big differences in German Shepherds. Mm-hmm. I even noticed. Yeah, I think. Well, this would be way off topic, but I That's think a okay. lot of that is like people. Um, you know, they see features in, do- in dogs that people like, mm-hmm. and they try and like bring that out in like breeding. So I think a lot of it is from that, like trying to like breed dogs to have desired effects, which. I don't necessarily agree with because then there's like health problems for oh, the animals yeah. on the opposite end of that. Um, You're growing up, we had an, an Akita and he was the result, Smokey, his name wasn't, he was the result of cousins. Mm-hmm. The, the breeder just kind of forced cousins and it was, and he yeah. ended up with hip problems and yeah, it was a yeah. mess. Yeah, like that, so, that happens yeah. and it's like that's an animal, it has a life, like it can feel, it's just like, you know. I don't know. No, I hear you. But yeah, even with people, like, stature has changed. Facial structure has changed. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with... I could really go off on a tangent that's, like, way off topic. But go like, for it, please. And, like, like you know, like, um, structure, st- like, stuff like that. Like, uh, some of it is, like, just from, like, eating softer foods. Like, that'll change the, your jawline. Like, stuff okay. like that, you know what I mean? Like, it's... It's crazy, but, like, little things like that that you don't think about, you know, like, growing up for, like, how many years and just being on, like, soft foods. Like, that's kind of more of, like, a thing of the future. But in doing that, like, that does, it changes your jawline. It's soft, like, it makes it softer. Okay. And it's, like, that's, like, just the first example I could think of, like, why there's, like, variations in how, you know, people look mm-hmm. over the course of years. Also, don't quote me, like, none of that, like, that could all be crap. I might be wrong, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, I don't, I'm not an expert on anything, so. No, but there's probably so many factors, and that could very easily be one of them. You know, like, diet probably has a big thing to do mm-hmm. with the difference in lifestyle mm-hmm. then to now. Um, and even as beauty standards changed throughout the decades, that could also factor in to just how we change yeah it's like so many very minor things you know that um you know allowances in our lives that are like in the you know in the future or whatever mm-hmm. th- that could change like appearance that you know you don't really think about so it's actually really fascinating yeah and i would even say like there's been i've seen it more lately this like running gag online where Folks that maybe be in our generation will look back at like high school photos from the 80s or the 70s or the 60s and how those people look like they're 40 mm-hmm, in yeah. their high school. They look older than we would be now in their high school uh, graduation yeah. photos. So it's all very interesting. It is fascinating. I love looking at like, I was looking at my mom's yearbook and she like graduated high school in 1981. Okay. And it's like everybody has the same, like that hairstyle, like you know. My yeah. hairstyle, I'm like everybody the same hairstyle, but I thought it was hilarious. Like the men and the women, like they all just had the, the hair that yeah. like flipped out like this. Um, and even depending, like you could chop it down even shorter and even depending on where you were. 
Yeah, that plays um, a huge role in it. You know, where, where you were located has a lot to do with Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I love looking at, like, Civil War pictures of people oh, yeah. in the North versus people in the South. You okay. know, how they look, you know what I mean? Because it's like you're, it's hot and there's a sun, and mm-hmm. then it's, like, cold and freezing in the North. Like, I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> very interesting. And, you, and then there's the clothes. Yeah, the clothes is a big one. Which is a whole different thing. And I've even, like, at one point I figured, well, maybe with it's more the clothes and in terms for, like, women, more the makeup that's making everybody look different. And I would sit and try to imagine that's, like, an old photo. Okay, okay, let's try to turn this person modern in my mind. And think, like, what would they look today? Right, but it's still not... There's still something, yeah. Yeah, there's still something No, I, like, I don't know exactly how to explain it. But I know, like, exactly what you're talking about. So, consuming all this old photography, do you feel that it affects your photography work now? Looking at the older pictures and how they're set up and how they do things, yes, Mm -hmm. that inspired me greatly um, in my photography, you know. Um, I I love the, um, you know, the effect of the pictures when, like, you know, you had to wait, like, five minutes to take the picture, the, like, long exposure. Like, I love that look. Like, you know, like, obviously that's not realistic to do in a real-life setting, but Mm -hmm. um, I was definitely very inspired by just looking through, like, old pictures and, you know. Yeah, and depending on how far back you go, getting your picture taken was a big deal. Yeah, it was a really... And it, like, was the day. That's mm-hmm. what you did that day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they put, like, a lot of time into it that we don't as much yeah. now. Um, and that's so, it, it makes a difference, you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at a picture and you don't think about what went into this. Like, how much time did it take? What did this um, photographer have to do or the people? And, like, I always, I think about that, you know, okay. um, kind of a thing, so. Well, and now it's depending on how you look at it, it, it can be almost throwaway. It, you yeah. know, we all have a camera. Yeah, everybody, I mean, the cameras on the phones are like, I mean, they're like incredible, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I, I have one, maybe two photographs of my great-grandmother. And a few generations from now, you'll have a thousand pictures mm-hmm. of your grandparents' yeah. Yep. From their whole life, here they are here, they are yeah, here. Yeah, like every stage of their life. That, that rem- like I have a picture of my great-grandfather, great-great, I never remember how many greats, okay. um, enlisting into the into the army for World War One, and he was like only oh, 16 wow. years old. I'm like, that's crazy, but that's the only picture I have of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but... Yeah, and that, you know, that was probably a big day for him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a... I guess that's why we still today have that picture, you know? Like, it's yeah. like, so, like, it has so much meaning behind it, and that's um, something that I really appreciate. And the fact that there's one. Yeah. You know, that just gives it all the more gravitas. Because, yeah, I, I try to, like, over the years, get as many, like, the old family photos as I could, and... I would find myself at antique stores or flea markets and finding cool things or doing clean-out jobs and you stumble across cool things and especially so I, I grew up in the city and to come up here and find photos of 
old farms from up here or um, just seeing like the different lifestyle mm-hmm. that was up here compared to down there even in the same time period whether yeah. it's the 30s or the 40s or the 50s however far back you want to go it's definitely a window into that time and you could connect the dots and put together what it might have been like yeah so yeah it's the old photography is a lot of fun and it's cool to know that you you apply it to what you do now like there do you get like framing ideas yeah um, yeah framing um composition is a big one um so what kind of composition do you like i don't like i said i'm not formally educated on anything so it's like i don't know like i see something and i'm just like you know, that's how I want to shoot it. Like, I see something in my head, and it's not always necessarily what you're going to, like, get through the lens because there's always some kind of discrepancy. But, like, I mean, I'll find myself, like, laying on the ground or, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, this way or that way, and I have, like, people walking around the park that are like, what the heck <laughs> is wrong with this person? But um, I just, I don't know. Like, a lot of what I do is very in the moment. You know what I mean? That's great, um, but, like, I can see something like a photo, even of, like, a landscape mm-hmm. um, from years ago um, from around, like, this area. Like, the Delaware Water Gap is, like, gorgeous. You'll see, like, yeah. I'm sure you've seen lots of old pictures from there. Um, it's always kind of, like, in the back of my head, you know. So. Gotcha. Cool. And, yeah, you, you bring up formal education, and it's, it's almost, it's a double-edged sword. You know, it can it can teach you things, and it could ruin a little bit of yeah, freedom. Yeah, I think it kind of takes you know, because if you like go into like a school and they're like, here's all these things that you need, these tools that you need. Here they are, and here's a situation that we just set up, and we're gonna tell you how to take this photograph. And let's just say it's like you're trying to photograph um, light, which you can't photograph light; it's reflections of like dust and things off the light. Uh-huh. And then the instructor says, "This is exactly how you take this picture, and this is what you do." It's great to know that, so it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to spend time trying to figure it out, right? Right. But it, it takes away, like, a, a certain aspect of, like, creativity from mm-hmm. it, in my mind. Um, you know, you might not get the perfect shot. You might have to try um, and try through trial and error to get it. But I think that, it, that um, in getting to that point, there's a lot of things that I think that you learn from point A to point B that... I don't think that, like, for me personally, I think people, everybody's different. For me personally, like, I would, I would seriously, I would be missing that. You right. know, it's just like the, it's like the process of doing things is always like important to me too. Um, so. No, I agree in that. Like the through that process, you'll number one, you'll find those happy accidents mm-hmm. and. Yeah, you learn you, tricks you, that people don't know, and they're like, how did you get that shot? How did you right. do it? And I think back in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not exactly sure. Now I have to go back and figure that out, but, you know, it's... Hmm. And even by, like, learning it yourself, it sinks in in a different way. It's in, absolutely, like, and it stays, it stays with you. It's like you know it more than it's just like somebody's like, here you go, here's this information, mm-hmm. now you do this. Like, it's just, it does, it has more meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. So with your with your nature photography, um, what kind of stuff do you seek out? What do you enjoy to photograph in nature? Um, nature, I, I do birds mostly. Okay. Um, I find like I never I used to know anything about birds or just like these specks in the sky, but it's it's um 
you know, the more you, like, observe them and watch them, it's, like, mm. the more fascinating they become. So, like, on the tail end of just taking pictures of, like, birds, because they're, you know, you know, a lot of them are really beautiful and what have you. Now I'm just, like, interested in birds. So it's, like, kind of <laughs> like bird watching and the photography is, like, two hobbies that can go hand in hand. So that's um, definitely what I'm... I think it's probably what I'm best at and just, um, you know, what I enjoy doing the most, but... I do love doing the photography of the live bands and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too, which is also another um, thing where it's like two hobbies that go hand in hand because music is a hobby of mine. Right. I love going to shows. I love listening to music. So it's like, for me, I think I'm very lucky that photography is something I've always wanted to do and been interested in. But like, I can find outlets of photography, like the nature and the bird watching and the music and music that it's like, it's two different things that... I love together, so I like. Right, so it's gonna come out good. <laughs> yeah, you know, cause and you, even if it doesn't, enjoy. I had a great time. You know, listening to a band or just, just you know, relaxing and enjoying nature around me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it would be fun to kind of. I was just imagining like, getting some, getting a band to playing outside oh my god yeah i would love that i gotta i'll talk to um i'll talk to rob and see if i can do yeah, anything the, the, the rubik's pew would definitely be yeah up. oh yeah absolutely you know being friends with him and i lived with him for a while like you know they constantly rehearsing practicing like you know oh, it shows. everything they do is very important to them and like they're the kind of people who like kind of going back to what i was saying before like a lot of thought and like personal dedication really does go into everything that they do, mm-hmm. which is something I really um, respect. Yeah, and that's how it's in that like it's its own reward. Absolutely, yeah. You know, I'm sure you could relate to the fact that I've seen many a band who was good and they one thing or another and they just fall apart mm-hmm. without the stick to itness yeah. or that attention to detail. And yeah. you know, it pays off. You know. Mm-hmm. So are you going to be the official tour photographer? I, once I'm, they not, I'm not a, an official photographer for <laughs> them. Um, you know, like I said, I, I did photos for them a lot. And, like, um, this is not necessarily anything I want to, like, talk about on this podcast. But I had a bunch of surgeries on my head. So I kind of had okay. to take, like, a break from that um, for a while. And, um, you know, I just kind of, like, I did the pictures for them when they were starting out and then like every now and again I'll do pictures for them but I'm not okay. I'm not like their official photographer or anything by any okay. means I'm just like I kind of let them you know like they got so um, popular and everything like mm. you know um, that I'm just like you go and like the gotcha. people like you go photographers will come like you don't need me now okay. like you you can go on and do your own thing but um, they're just kind of like that's how I got into um doing photos for bands like that's really what kind of started that for me cool I was just trying to do a favor for my friend gotcha <laughs> like you know it just kind of turned into this whole thing um but I'm glad I loved like like I said it happened by accident you know what I mean I didn't mm-hmm. go to college and be like train me to take photos of a band you know what I mean it's just where my life was at that moment the people around me what they're doing you know yeah and it would be your passion and it, yeah. it shows do you have any um, any things coming up that you're going to be going to doing shooting photos? Um, I don't have really anything planned at the moment. Okay. Um, 
I really am an in the moment kind of a person, so I'm sure something cool. will um, come come along my way. I'm trying to focus more, um, or at least get a little more experience um, doing like planned photo shoots because like okay. I'm such an in the moment kind of a person that like the idea of planning something and staging something is almost somewhat intimidating to me. Okay. Um, and it's like if I want to take photography and make it a career and sell my pictures, people don't want to pay you for pictures of birds, sadly. But, um, um, you know, that's something that I'm, I am going to have to, you know, kind of get a more of a feel and more, um, be more comfortable with. So okay. that's cool. something I kind of plan on, you know, focusing on and trying to work out. Awesome. And before we wrap up, where can folks find some of your work? Um, so right now it's just Instagram. Okay. I need to create like an actual official like website because like most photographers have that so it's something i'm working on that i don't have um but right now it's just the instagram account um if you want to like just put that on there i have um the personal account which is christy take two and then the other one which um i created on instagram to kind of try and showcase like just just um my best like nature photography that's i believe it's christy 217 photography okay. I, I'll send it I'll same. send it to you but okay, I think that's cool. what it is but yeah I'm pretty sure I follow both yeah. of them so I'll throw them in there thank so you so folks will be able to find what you're doing but yeah it was it was good to talk to you yeah this was a lot of fun thank you for um, inviting me no absolutely and um, yeah we'll get some folks to check out yourself alright thank you so much I appreciate it and thank you for listening to another episode of the Planet Shivers podcast It was so great to have Christy on. Fun conversation. Other than that, you can find this episode and more on all podcast platforms, major ones, that is, and uh, YouTube. You know, give a listen. Like I said, all I'm asking for is your time. Everybody everybody this time of year has got their fucking hand out. I got nothing. Just listen listen and enjoy. That's all I want to say. Um, you could also check me out on Instagram at Albert Shivers on the internet www.albertshivers.com and uh, what else is there the Etsy if you're feeling it uh, Shivers Artery I'm going to be putting more prints up there soon and there's good episodes coming up I'm, I'm hoping to get a little Christmassy with the podcast we'll see what happens And, uh, yeah, until next time, everybody, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. Goodbye, wimps.